You are listening to the In Her Eyes podcast. I am your host, Lynn Niehaus, episode 102. Hello, hello, my lovely friend, and welcome to the In Her Eyes podcast. I am your host, Lynn Niehaus, interior designer, artist, mama, scientist, color specialist, and space coach, here to help you navigate the beautiful messiness of raising strong, thriving daughters while you discover the path to a home that inspires you. You will learn to design gorgeous, peaceful spaces inside and out that you can be proud of and love coming home to. Each week, we will explore how individuality and practicality create the harmony our souls crave. Let's dive in, my dear, to all of our beautiful stuff. where we're going to talk about saying yes. And saying yes is a lot more than just not saying no. And there's been a lot written and taught to us women. I remember at one point when Oprah had um, kind of brought up this idea of, you know, how to say no. And... I felt like I was pretty good at saying no at the time. But what I've learned over the years is the power of that holy, sacred, feel it in my bones, yes. And that's what I want to talk about today. I've just come back from a vacation that took me to places that I've wanted to go for decades. And it started in, I was 18 years old. I was sitting at this restaurant, which was one of the few that I could afford as a new college student who was, I was in college on a full scholarship, but it didn't leave me with, with much spending money. I went off to college with pretty much the only money that I had accessible to me was the money that I had made, the money that I had earned in the summers prior and and collected. So going out to dinner with my friends, a lot of times I had to be very strategic in what I was ordering. So one of my favorite places to go was a place where I could get this giant barbecue sandwich. And it was different than, I come from a place in North Carolina where the the, uh, the barbecue is kind of famous and it's different from anything else that you would experience. But this was very different than anything that I'd had before. And I I wasn't very good with different at the time. I was a picky eater and, you know, also I had to be conscientious of how I was spending my money. But this this giant massive sandwich cost $1.55, which, is, you know, sounds crazy these, these days. But, you know, we're talking 30 plus years ago. <laughs> so I'm going to date myself, but 
it was a it was a while ago, but still it was a great find. And I could just fill up on this sandwich and it was wonderful. But that's not what made this place so special. What made this place so special is all around the walls. They weren't very pretty walls, but the pictures on the walls were of something that I had never seen before in my life. And it was the islands of Greece, the Greek Isles. So there were several pictures of Santorini and then some of the less known islands that make up the surrounding areas of the country of Greece. All I had known about Greece until that point was what I had learned in middle school about Greek mythology. Because, you know, the history that we learn in our younger years, we don't learn a lot about Greece because it seems like, you know, by the time the Romans come came around, um, the what we what was going on in Greece was influential in a societal and academic standard, but it didn't. And we, you know, we learn a little bit about Greek architecture, but we don't learn. We didn't learn a lot about the history of Greece, except through mythology. And so my impression of Greece was up until that moment of, just people that believed in something that didn't make a lot of sense. You know, the stories were a lot of fun. And as a middle schooler, you could, you know, you're, you're moving out of that phase of magic where you believe in things like, you know, Santa Claus and the tooth fairy and, you know, fairies and, and all the magical things that make your, your early years exciting and, electrifying and you start to learn about these stories this you know Greek and Roman mythology and it's it brings a little bit of the fun back into this idea of of I'm gonna say religion because you know at the time the the beliefs, the, the Roman and Greek gods, you know, the Greek gods in this this time, they were worshipped, they were sacrificed to, and much of everyday life revolved around being obedient and respectful to this belief in this group of, of gods that controlled human life. There is an upper, more heavenly world. There's a lower world. There's a lot of what, you know, I was also learning in Sunday school class, you know, about my Christian religion. So there was some overlap there that made, you know, anytime I find overlap, and that's one of the things I love about traveling and learning about other cultures, because instead of seeing what makes us so different, I love to focus on the areas where there's overlap, because to me, those are where we can find the deeper truths, where we can understand sort of our human existence on a more uh, complete and full level. So when I created my first life 
list. I don't like to call it a bucket list because I like to think more about, you know, life is something we live instead of something that we, you know, do until we die. I Visiting the Greek Isles was way up there near the top of my list. And as much as I love Italy, and we did get the opportunity to go back to Italy on this trip as well, but I hadn't made a point of going to Greece until this this past vacation. And I had never really wanted to go on a cruise. My husband is, loves to cruise because I love being part of the culture. I love the food that, you know, comes from the land. I love experiencing it. And that's the way that I like to vacation, particularly when I'm, I go to Europe. So I'm recording this podcast just as I have come back from checking some pretty important things off of my life list. And in order to ground myself and get started back in into work, into focusing on what I, you know, quote unquote, needed to do within my business for my clients, I set aside some time on my first day back Thursday um, with, you know, with, with some pretty significant jet lag to ground and refocus myself. And I did that by doing an Oracle card reading. And you might have heard me, you know, we, we've done a podcast on Oracle cards and what they are. And for me, they provide a great opportunity to get quiet with myself, focus on what I really want. Because in order to do an Oracle card reading for yourself, you have to ask questions. And the more that you do it, the more you practice, just like anything else, your questions get better, they get deeper, they get truer, they get more connected to where you're coming from. You're not just being reactionary. And that's what I want to talk to you about today or one facet of what I want to talk about today is how often we approach something from the that reactionary energy. And I want to break it apart a little bit for you and help you to understand where I'm coming from with this conversation. Because the other wonderful thing that I was doing while I was on this vacation is I just started participating in a workshop or a course, a live course about abundance, about creating abundance. And, you know, it's something that I, I come back to a lot because I believe our our house, our homes where we live offer us the opportunity to create in abundance and they offer also offer us clues to where we are you know the things that we believe or the things that we think that are out of alignment with how we want to you know to live our life or to be within you know the life that we desire and a lot of the work that I do with people is to to 
tweeze out, you know, where things are showing up repetitively and how to sort of wipe them away so that we can get to that life that is feels more aligned with what we want to create. So I'm returning from this epic vacation that was a bit of a compromise because we did cruise through Italy and Greece and we did get a, the chance to see places that I might not have necessarily planned to go, which is always a welcome surprise when you discover something that you love that you didn't necessarily know was out there. And I've had the chance to really lean into some of these ancient energies that were present on my trip and hear stories told by the people of that had heard these stories their whole life and how they had incorporated it into their way of living, whether it's their rituals with their food, the way they look at art and architecture, the habits that they have, you know, the daily practices that they have. And I always love to hear these things and integrate them and question them and evaluate them from a new place. And I came back and I, with all this energy, kind of this ancient energy, this sort of electric energy, I felt connected to the earth. I felt clean and fresh from all that wonderful salt air that we were able to experience and delicious food and fresh, you know, I, I just felt really like whole and connected. But at the same time, I was dealing with some pretty severe challenges in my business and they're kind of ongoing uh, because of uh, a Facebook business hack and some credit card fraud that went along with that. And then my website being hacked, which might or might not be related to that and filtering that all out, but trying to stay focused on that, this energy and then deciding what to do first, what to do next, what actions to take with this energy, with these challenges, and what do I say yes to? So in this Oracle card reading, I asked the question because I did it on in relation to the full moon that we had last Saturday. And full moons typically mean what do we let go of? Or they offer us the opportunity to really let go of things. So I asked the question of, you know, what do I want to work on in this, this next full moon period? And the card that I drew, it was from the Divine Feminine Oracle Guidebook, was Freya, the Goddess of Discernment. And it was all about saying yes. And I loved that because the one of the things that I had come into the question with 
and I had sort of put up my armor. If you if you're familiar with Brene Brown, you know what I mean by that. On, you know, what am I going to have to say no to, in order to do what I want to do to encapsulate this energy and work from it, and. Instead, I saw it with new light. I started to think about what do I want to do? What do I want to say yes to? What am I excited to do in these last couple months of the year that's going to bring me into the new year with the energy and the excitement that I want to have? with the peace of mind, with the harmony that I desire to have in my life, with the alignment that I want to see in both my personal life and my business life. So before I took reactive action on anything that was in my email that I had to work on for, you know, clients, for design projects, for my coaching clients, for helping them, you know, find that alignment and harmony. And some of the ideas that had come to me before that, before I took action on any of that, I had this opportunity to sit down and ask myself, what do I really want? What do I really want to be doing? And I want to share with you some of the answers that came up in this reading. Discernment is derived from the Greek word diakrisis, D-I-A-K-R-I-S-I-S. And it refers to a spiritual power that allows you to distinguish between the spirits that will cause harm and the spirits that will assist you. It lets it lets us discern when a phone call or an email or a visit from a friend or a family member is going to add to our day or if it's going to derail it. And discernment is the difference between feeling led by the day, pulled this way and that, and claiming it. Our time in this lifetime, at least, is limited. Every second is significant. Freya, the goddess of discernment, reminds us of the searing perception we all have, but perhaps don't use frequently enough. That really hit me because I know when something feels like a yes. And I'm going to bounce into human design for just a minute. And if you are not familiar with what human design is. I'm not going to go into a lengthy explanation here, but it's it's kind of, it's a new age concept of of a combination between astrology and numerology and the Chinese I Ching. It's back to that place where all these different philosophies are that they interlap, they overlap, <laughs> maybe they do interlap. They're intertwined and they overlap and they have some common elements. And uh, this this one guy sort of calculated everything and put it all together and, and created a system that is accessible. And when I say accessible, it's it's deep and, and 
people that are really are well trained in human design that can look at a human design chart and find all these intricate places uh, they've done a lot of work and they've done a lot of studying so i don't want to in any way minimize the the what goes into a full understanding but the way that i in my limited knowledge of human design and how i've used it in the past is knowing where my energy comes from where my excitement and intuition comes from what stimulates it and then helping me take action from those places by knowing how I personally individually react and my human design so this podcast is coming to you from the viewpoint of someone who is called a manifesting generator which means it's just one of the five types that one of the five energy types that you can have in human design which means I want to do all the things I get excited by everything that comes to me so when I say that I have no problem, you know, when I when I thought in the past that I have no problem saying no, when something comes to me and it's just really not a fit, it's just a hard no for me. But I didn't realize how many things that came to me where that were, uh, okay, I've got this. Okay, I can do this. Yeah, yeah, that works. Instead of saving myself for those things were that were oh my gosh yes yes and if you could say that with me if you could just take a minute and feel where that holy sacred yes comes from you can feel it differently in your body it isn't just like yeah 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 it's yes it's yes and i love that i i really connected to this idea that freya this goddess of discernment in it's in a norse tradition and i'm not going to go into the background if you want to google it you can jump in and and take some time because I really want to I don't want to go into mythology I want to go into that place within yourself where you can connect to this divine holy yes that is you so you know taking action we're coming into those months where we feel pulled in so many different directions and one of the things that I'm learning as I'm going through this this abundance class this class that's called house of plenty is how often our idea that we aren't enough or don't have enough causes us to say yes to things from a place of survival or from a place of scarcity of a place of feeling like we don't have enough feel it whether it's money whether it's time whatever it is and for so many of us if you come from sort of 
if you come from uh, both a financial place that, you know, I grew up in feeling, you know, kind of being taught that we always didn't have enough money. And even when I say that, like, I feel that in a different place in my body. I, it's what helped, it's what, it's what created in me the belief that I can always find a way to do things myself because it's going to save me money instead of realizing that time is something that's also something that that's very limited to us. And, you know, we don't have an infinite amount of time. So sometimes we have to speed things up by using our resources that are other than time, our money, our connections, our friendships, in order to get to the place that we're we're being guided to more quickly. And sometimes we don't say yes. We don't say yes to ourselves from those spots of scarcity. And we kind of just gloss over it and we convince ourselves that it's it's not really as important as it might feel or we don't know how to tell someone that it's what we want to do because of how they're going to react or how it might even inconvenience them or how they might not understand I had this opportunity during the the time that I was reflecting on this, on the time that I was reflecting on my trip, to recognize all the times that I didn't say yes to what I really wanted, to myself, or maybe even the fastest path towards what I was trying to do because of all those things that I just talked about before. You get to choose the life you want to live. That is definitely not something I was ever taught or believed growing up. I was told I could be anything. I could do anything. And as a creative, I could find a way to make anything exist, which I always felt like was one of my my great skills. It's one of the things I know I bring to the projects that my clients are looking to do to help them see the way towards what they want just by some out-of-the-box thinking. But this concept that you get to choose the life you want to live, that's going to be our affirmation for this week. If you haven't had a chance to go to the episode webpage for each podcast, We have an affirmation that we have, and it's actually available even as a screensaver. So if it's something that really connects to you or something that you know that you're not saying to yourself, you have the opportunity to download it, pop it in on your screen, uh, as your screensaver. So every time you pick up your phone, you can remind yourself to say to yourself those things that you need to move yourself forward. So that's our affirmation. 
I get to choose the life I want to live. It happens by being fierce and warrior-like about what you say yes to. You use discernment so that you're only saying yes to what will actually nourish and renew you, inspire or expand you. I'm reading again from the Divine Feminine Oracle. It's not your business to worry about those you might disappoint. That can be your affirmation if you need it. I think that's going to be my, my extra affirmation. Actually, I wrote it down in my, in my journal after reading that. It's not my business to worry about those I might disappoint. I was not made to meet everyone's expectations. I was not made to meet everyone's expectations of me. So my friend, you were made to express the truth of who you are and to use the brief time you have here to live out your potential. Nothing is obligatory except breathing. Your only true obligation is to the voice of your own soul. Realize the gleaming gold that you are and act accordingly. Freya wants you to unapologetically choose the life you actually want to be living right now. She wants you to make your yes holy again by only using it when it's the truth. So how do you find your truth? Sometimes I think we're so far from our truth because we get caught up in the busyness and the doingness of all the things that come at us that we're trying to live up to. And sometimes we have to take the time to peel back those layers and realize where our truth lies. So I've been working with a spiritual mentor lately, uh, Rosemary Bredson, and she's been helping me connect more deeply to these truths. And the thing that I'm understanding as I work with her is that's my desire when I'm working with my clients. You know, we might be talking about fabrics and and style and colors, but what we're really getting to, the point that we're really trying to get to at the end of the day is creating a space that honors the way we desire to live and function, the way we desire to feel, the way we desire to move through the world. And Rosemary reconnected me in our last few sessions to my elements in my human design chart that because I've never had uh, because I'm a DIY girl you know I am always trying to figure out 
I'm always trying to understand things myself and I'm always trying to find a path forward in a way that I can understand it. So I've never had an official human design reading by a human design expert. Like uh, if you've been with me for uh, since the inception of the podcast, uh, you'll know that I had Emma Jensen on very, very early on. She might have actually been my first guest. Um, she was one of my very earliest guests who talked about human design. So if 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 you think, oh, I'm not into astrology or numerology or all that sounds like hocus pocus to me, I'd still really encourage you to follow the links on the um, on the podcast webpage in her eyes podcast forward slash episode 102 and just take the just you know take a few minutes and if you all you need to know to get your own human design chart which might look a little bit like um like greek it might look a little bit like hieroglyph or egyptian hieroglyphics to you um but it always comes with some useful information that helps you lean into the truth of yourself. And I have yet to meet anyone who accurately knows their birth date, their birth time, and their place of birth and went to one of the two locations that I'm going to send you. The first one is jovianarchive.com. That sounds kind of odd. And basically, you just put in your name, your email. You have to give them your email because they're going to email you um, the results of your chart and your, your date of birth, including the year, the time of your birth, and the location of your birth. And that's all you need to know. And you either go to jovianarchive.com or the uh, the second place, which it's a little lighter and a little softer, uh, which is called myhumandesign.com. And like I said, the links will be in there. The second reference is, is um, a website of Jenna Zoe, who has become a really I like to say sort of sweet and soft because that's what it feels like when you talk about her work and I'm I just want to share with you her words on her description of why human design is something that she is so passionate about it's because the world floods us with messages about who we should be in order to survive and thrive in the world. But human design teaches us that the same advice is not correct for everybody. I don't know how that resonates with you, but pretty much everybody I know feels a bit both alone and unique in some way. So we're always trying to understand and connect and I know a lot of people struggle with trying to fit into the models that have been prescribed for us to do things the way that we're supposed to be doing. And Genesis Road to being your happiest, most successful self is one that is totally unique to you. And I believe that with all of my heart. And I feel like the only way that you can know what is your holy, sacred yes 
is to know yourself at the core. And the first step is to be honest with yourself. And that's where I feel like human design offers you that opportunity because it feels a little bit objective. It feels like you're coming into it with some pieces of information that really ring true for you, but it's not somebody in your life describing you. It's a mishmash of of formulas and numbers, and I don't want to say mishmash because it's it's pretty highly calculated. And even if you're only using that as a jumping off point, maybe you're going into it completely skeptical, like something like this couldn't possibly provide me with any information. If you've ever had the experience of knowing what you don't want or seeing someone behave or, or, or make decisions in a way that don't ring true to you, then you know the power that they have to help you get to your truth. So even if you're coming from in a place of disbelief, I encourage you just humor yourself and take a couple minutes, pop the information in, and if it doesn't if it if it doesn't ring true, then just, you know, delete it or ask yourself why that doesn't sound like you. But like I said, I've yet to know anyone who looked at their human design chart and didn't go wow, like holy wow. And most of the times it's because you see things that you've struggled with your whole life pop up there in a way that makes so much sense. It's a little bit scary. And when you're only saying yes to the things that set you on fire, that get you excited, that move you into alignment with the life that you desire to be living, the actions that you want to take, the no excuses, the no holds barred kind of actions that you probably haven't been taking if you aren't where you wanted to be. The easiest way to, to bring yourself into that harmony is to fill your plate with those things that set you on fire. And then we don't really have so much need to learn how to say no when something doesn't set us on fire is because our plate is filled. And I don't think mean we have to jam pack our lives with activities because when saying yes to an Epsom salt bath with some delicious essential oils on a Wednesday night and leaving the dishes on the table is your holy sacred yes, then you're on the path to living within the harmony that you desire. 
So thank you for my friends for being here this week. If you want a few more clues on how to lean into this magic of your sacred yes, then head over to the episode webpage. Remember, this is episode 102, and we have ways to go deeper. We have color recommendations. We have crystal recommendations. We have your affirmation. Um, you'll see a picture of that beautiful card that I referenced in the Divine Feminine Oracle Guidebook. And if you, we have essential oils that you have the opportunity to work with. There's so many opportunities on that podcast episode webpage to really fine tune your harmony, your, your living in harmony with where you want to go that I highly encourage you to head over there, share it with a friend who might need a little bit more help saying yes to the things in her life that either she's avoiding or she hasn't made room for. I would love it. I would love it if you did that. And also remember, we have a community page. You can head over there and you can proclaim what you're saying yes to. There's so much power in your voice, my friend, in saying what it is that you're trying to do and trying to create. So that's what I have for you here this week. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for being here with me. And I hope that you have a truly magical week filled with your holy, sacred yeses. Take care, my friends. Thank you, my beautiful friend, for being here today. I just want to remind you that you are a beautiful light in this world. And don't be afraid to shine because the world is a better place because you're in it. And if there's a woman in your life, a girl in your life that you know that needs to hear that, I encourage you to reach out to her today and remind her just how extraordinary she is. And if there's someone who you feel like could benefit from the conversation that we had today on the podcast, I would love, it would mean the world to me for you to share this conversation with someone in your life today. If you haven't had the opportunity to subscribe to the podcast, please head over to Apple and subscribe. There are directions on the InHerEyesPodcast.com webpage that give you complete instructions if you've never done that before on Apple and also on Spotify. All you have to do is hit the follow button and you'll be part of the community. And speaking of community, here with season four, we have created their In Her Eyes podcast forum as a community page. So head over there, introduce yourself, say hi, let me know 
what this podcast has brought into your life and the wisdom, your wisdom, the wisdom that has come to you through listening. Because I know together we are powerful, beautiful women. Until next time, so much love.